I'd like to welcome y'all to Secrets from the South. I'm your friend, Scotty Ray, along with my co-host, Terry. Now, you'll quickly catch on that we don't sound like the man on the 6 o'clock news. We talk a little slower, and we've got a southern drawl. But nonetheless, we've got a great podcast lined up just for you. We'll bring you some interesting stories. They're sometimes crazy and a little unbelievable. But it would be just plain impolite not to share them. So get yourself comfortable. Find some southern charm and a glass of iced tea and enjoy. This week's episode is titled, The Invisible Enemy, America's Way of Life Under Attack, COVID-19. Terry, a few months ago, I don't think most people had ever heard the term COVID-19. And look at us today. Oh, I think everybody knows what COVID-19 is. It's a different world. We had people in the beginning telling us, don't worry about masks. It's not going to do anything. It will not help you. Now it's the opposite of that. Oh, you can't go anywhere now without seeing people with a mask. And if you see anybody without a mask coming out of an establishment, a restaurant, a you know, a gas station, a grocery store, whatever else, you almost look at them like they're an oddball because it's pretty much mandated at most states you are to wear a mask once you enter the establishment and until you get back to your car or wherever else. And I see both sides of the argument of this. One side, you know, they look at it of, you know, you're infringing upon my rights as an American to make me wear this. The other side, we now realize that this isn't just something in a foreign country it is here. It is real. But what do you believe? I mean, they tell you in the beginning that you don't need that. Does it really protect you? I still hear that it doesn't protect you, but you have to wear it to get into a store. You sure do, because uh, like I said, you're going to get some strange looks if you go in a store today without one. And then, you know, at the beginning of it, when you put that mask on, did you not feel a little bit weird Oh, well, the church, uh, I went uh, this week, and I can't keep it on, but maybe two minutes at the time covering my entire face, and I had to pull it down, catch my breath, and pull it back up. And I sat there the whole service every two minutes, janking it down, pulling, it, taking a deep breath, and pulling it. I can't breathe. I mean, are you blue in the face? It, it, I don't know if there's something wrong with my nostrils or what, but I mean, I literally cannot get air in, and it, I, it's almost like a panic for me. Have you seen those folks that are wearing it, and then they kind of – Move it just a tad so they can get that puff from the cig. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. Like, that's really going to help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or there are some that said they've cut out the mouth on it because they said that they just weren't able to breathe and talk where people could understand them. Yeah. Doesn't that kind of defeat the whole purpose the of wearing a darn mask? Now, I really do try, Terry, to, to wear mine everywhere I go that, that requires it. If they don't require it, I'm, I'm not going to push it on myself because – Like I said, but the other afternoon I stopped, and this is the closest I guess I've been to getting bent out of shape over this. I pull up, and I need some lawnmower gas. And I set my gas tank on the tailgate of my truck. I crack the door open. The cash register's right there, and I I go to hand her $10 for my gas for the lawnmower. She won't take it. Well, I'd forgotten my mask. I apologized. I went back to my truck. I put it on. I stepped my one foot inside the door and handed it to her. When I start pumping my gas, next guy walks in, doesn't have one. She don't say a thing, and nothing to him lets him in the store. Now, I got 
I got. Was he a bigger guy? Was he Roy D. Mercer? (laughs) But, you know, what's good for one. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. And And, I've been in big department stores that'll do that. You look around, they yell at you, and 12 people. They must think they can whip up on you, Scotty. They pick it on me. I wouldn't let them pick on you. That happened like the first week. That people were requiring, and I didn't even, you couldn't even buy them back then. And you had to walk around if you wouldn't wear your shirt over your face. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, think about how it, this whole thing has changed the way that we live. Is it for the good or is it worse? Well, let's talk about that. Because, okay, you got school. Yeah. Okay. You got, let's just start with uh, high school on down. You know, you're doing a little bit of combination of virtual learning and then classroom. Some of them, like some of the ones that are closer to us, are going, two days, and then they're off on like a Wednesday, and then they're doing virtual learning the uh, the following two days, and then it may reverse. So, okay, is that a better learning environment, or is it not? But, I think it's not. Well, I mean, opinion. think about the kids that have gone to school in universities. Some of them have just, within the last couple of weeks, moved in to a dorm or on campus only to find out a week later they're doing strictly online and you got to get off of campus. Yeah, and then you'll have it to where the ones that are going, somebody they know has it and they get quarantined for 14 days and they have to do the virtual and it's back and forth. And, you know, I think we need to go to school. That That's my opinion. Do I have scientific data to back up what I just said? No, I do not, before you ask me. Well, and I guess it's going to be one of those things that we're going to look back on and say about with the mask. You know, is this has this been beneficial or not? I think that we're seeing that it is. But all of this has just really put us in a tailspin because the our life as we knew it has changed. When's the last time you've been to a movie? Yeah, I hadn't. And now drive-ins. You know, I used to love going to drive-ins. Did you ever do that where you'd cram oh, it was, about three or four people in the trunk? You yeah. know, it was always just two people going to a drive-in when in reality, you know, you'd have six, seven people crammed in the car eating popcorn and, and a Coke. Correct. Well, they just kind of died on the vine. Might come back, might they? They are coming back. They're opening up because guess what? You and whoever you want to go, you know, that you want to take to a movie, it's just you and you're staying in the confines of your car. Right. So that's why drive-ins are are making a surge. So I guess that's a good thing. It is. Now, and we've also learned with there's so people throw so much political into all of this. I have learned that I can live without sports. I really can. I don't have to have somebody that makes 50 million every two years tell me what to think. That has really turned me against a lot of this stuff. Well, you got all of these. I mean, like, think about you've got college football coming up, and some of them have already declared in advance that, um, and some of them being D1 schools, were not participating because of uh, COVID-19. And then you have others that are just, you know, eager to get out there. They've even tried LSU. They tried to redesign the helmet so that it really had kind of a shield covering their face. The problem is... You can't breathe, can you? They were having problems trying to breathe. I mean, I think at first when it came out, I thought, well, that is an awesome idea. Now, I don't know where they're going to land, but they're still pushing to move forward with having these games. But the problem is they're either allowing 20% capacity in the stadium and trying to figure out you've got big donors. Yeah. So do you allow them to go? Do you allow the student body to go? 
I would think normal season ticket holders are going to find themselves, myself included, not being able to go. And that's okay. So let me stop you there and ask you, are you going to pay the – I saw what another team was offering where you can put a cardboard cutout of yourself in the stands in your seat that you bought for an additional charge. Does that really make that big a deal for the participants, whether it's a basketball game or a baseball game or a football game? No, I'm not doing a and cardboard then, you know, unless the, I can do one that has me about 20 years or, uh, younger. And then the the fake crowd applauses and claps and, you know, just get out there and play. If you're going to do it, do it that way. We know what's happening. Exactly. Since we're talking about masks and whether or not you like to wear them or not, let's talk about how, where do you wear them? I mean, do you wear this all the time or not? Because you know well, I'm Well, I'm going. not sleeping in one if that's what you're asking. And do you feel comfortable around your spouse taking it off? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. First of all, because he's working uh, from home. uh, And, I mean, that's not to say he's not getting out and about, but I think it, do you? Do you feel comfortable? Oh, absolutely. Because I, I, deep down, I'm really against this mask thing. I I am not a fan of it. Well, I got a question. Why are people wearing masks? If they're in their own car. That's a good point. Do you remember the story a few months back? And I can't remember the state, but the lady who had, had it on, she was coming home from work and or going somewhere maybe, but she had it on for like two hours and it, she passed out from it because she couldn't breathe well. You know, it just she just flopped, had a wreck. Oh, really? Yeah, it ain't safe. And, you know, the next thing that you read, I read where sunglasses, you can get more germs from your pair of sunglasses that you have thrown on your dash than you could not wear in the mask. Now, do I have, again, do I have stuff to back all this up? The medical, somebody could eat me alive. Is this the book of Scotty? This is it. This is Scotty Ray's common sense here. Okay, well, let me, since you mentioned sunglasses, this is really telling you how ignorant I am. If I put the mask on, yeah, and you know, I'm a big sunglass wearer. I mean, if, the, if it's bright outside, I've got on sunglasses. You know that. Mm-hmm. I go into a store, okay? Your natural reaction when you go into a store is what? You take the sunglasses Correct. off. If I have that freaking mask on, I cannot, my brain does not work. I cannot remember to take my sunglasses off. So you off. walk around like a mummy look. Well, I'm, I'm cool looking. You didn't know that? <laughs> well, you know, they said there for about two or three weeks, and I thought, oh, Lord, this is coming. To where they were saying goggles should be used with the mask to really protect you. I thought, uh-uh, uh-uh. I think that's what you need to do is have some goggles. But I'm, I'm not lying. I'm thinking, and then I'll be talking to somebody like somebody will be helping me, and I'm thinking, they have to think, this woman has lost her mind. She's walking around. I mean, the mask they get, right. they have on a mask too. But I have my sunglasses on. It's like the I don't but, know why. But, you know, a lot of people have to have their reading glasses. And I see this at people hitting doors because it fogs up when they get out. Oh, and they that can't happens see where to me going. all the time. I mean, I'm at work. I've got on my mask. I've got on my reading glasses. They do. They fog up. So this one is going to be a – this is going to be interesting when it all shakes out to see how beneficial the masks really are. I hope so. But I really cannot connect the dots on why I see so many people – Riding down the road in their own car with no one else in the car now. I right. get that. And they have on their mask. All right. Let's take this a, a step further because maybe you know the answer. Maybe you don't know what I'm fisting to ask at all. Because this, the, you know, I brought up a minute ago where I feel like, well, this is really stepping on my American rights. 
and the the greatest country there ever was. But they tell me I can't go to church and hang out with more than ten people, and that you know for months you couldn't go to church at all. But it's a okay to go run up and down the street and protest. So, and if you've watched any of the protests, they're shoulder to shoulder. In many cases, hundreds, thousands. Well, I mean, you think about it's just large numbers are just bad business. So I get what you're saying. It's, but they it's, said it was okay to protest, but well, not, I mean, don't go to I church. think we just have to use it from broader perspective. If you cannot congregate in numbers greater than ten or twenty-five or fifty or whatever it is at that current right. moment, then it applies to everything. But have you noticed? All right, so here it is, a holiday weekend. We had a holiday weekend a couple of months ago. It was jam-packed full of people, especially when it was Memorial Day. Yeah. Because that was right when we were kind of loosening the belt, and everybody and their brother was at the beach, at the mountains, having a barbecue. They they also said that, that heat would kill this at one point. They did. So that made it sound like, hey, the beach is the perfect place. Yeah, but I mean, but you know, it, it, what, large, large numbers is never going to be. Well, let me tell you this. Okay, so we're talking about large gatherings. Okay, and that's not a good recipe. And I get what you're coming, where you're coming from. If I can't go to church, why is it good? Why is it acceptable the, to do the, other things? Right, but the the thing that I'm trying to point out, and you probably know where I'm going with this, is it's the government officials saying, no, you can't go to church. And then they get on TV and they go, it's okay to be out here and protest. It's your right to protest. But there's 200 of them right there in that little pile. So how can it come out of one side of their mouth and then they step over here and arrest the preacher that well, went ahead. Well, I have and, given up on trying to figure out. Uh, I know it's politics. I do. Yeah, and, and I have, and I'm staying clear of that. But I have given up on trying to figure them out either because I can't make heads or tails of, of it. But I will say this: when we're, I was talking about large numbers of people that are attending weddings. Okay. Because the average wedding. Oh boy, this has really shaked that industry to no yeah, end. The average wedding is it's between twenty nine and thirty nine thousand dollars that's a chunk of change that's a chunk of change so you take that and you've got people now that are either they've had to come up with some creative ways to have that wedding because they wanted to go ahead and share that special occasion they wanted to stick to that date so they made some modifications or you've had some that have gone right on ahead and if they i know some churches have really cut down on how many people they want attending the wedding but on the other hand like some of the receptions i mean there was um there have been in the news where they have had receptions that would have 300 plus uh people in attendance and when you asked well or you saw it on tv or somebody reported it it was only that half of them had on a mask your favorite thing correct and yet they've had god 30 40 people come down with covid19 so that ought to tell you that when you congregate in large numbers, it's, ne- it's not necessarily going to be a good thing. So, talking about how we've evolved because of COVID-19, one of those is that people are now doing micro-weddings. Define micro. Okay, well, as opposed to a traditional wedding that you have all the bells and whistles, and you know you can come up with a lot of things now for a wedding, 
is, like I said, is uh, the average is between twenty nine and thirty nine thousand dollars. A micro wedding you can pull off for as easy as a thousand bucks. Didn't you tell me you went to one that was like that, where you have them at a lake or you have yeah, them outdoors? Yeah, I went to a lake. Or, and so you, you never know if that trend is going to stay because I'm thinking that's a ton of money to have wrapped up in a wedding. Now I know that is a special event. For the people that are you know, going through that. For you and I who have been married a long time, let me tell you, that does not matter in the long run. Oh, I would rather take that money and put it towards a home or something like that. But it makes me wonder, when we do come up with a cure or a vaccine or something like that, and I hope, like heck, it's right around the corner, I wonder if we're still going to have these elaborate weddings that we see today because so many people have shifted to these micro Weddings, And again, this came out of necessity for COVID-19 where they're, I mean, the girl may wear a long white dress, but it's not something that is a $10,000 wedding gown. The guy may be in a white shirt and white pants, but he's not in a tux. The same thing for the groomsmen and the bridesmaids. They may not have as many. If they do, it's a little bit more on the casual side. They may have it at a home. They may have it at a, a very small venue. But the cost of it is a fraction of right. what the traditional ones are. All right, let me ask this now, because COVID has, has wrecked our economy. What about all these venues that made the money, that sold the dresses, that done all the food? These people aren't working now. What are they going to do? Where do, where do they end up? Yeah, this. and that's the bad thing is you just don't know because they were saying that so many restaurants have closed and closed for good, and so many of them that have been, you know, mom-and-pop shop restaurants that we all loved that, you know, have been open for generations and generations. Now, some have come back, but some have closed, and they're, you know, they're they closed can't. for good. And as you just mentioned a moment ago, your husband working from home, I think businesses that have, that are still hanging on have figured out they don't have to have the big office anymore. That day is gone. In between riots that busted out all their windows and set their buildings on fire and the COVID, why would you go back to a storefront where you're paying $10 million for a building and then all of this electricity when you could pay your employee hundred dollars extra a month to use their own internet well some of these that are in these big metropolitan areas these high-rises they have areas that they call common areas or common work areas where the traditional office is gone you know it may even be the ceo of a company and they're out in these common areas just kind of sitting on a you know a sofa or trying to you know there's a long table and everybody just kind of works together well to your point that that takes up a lot of money to fund a high-rise. Yeah. And some of these big, big companies have the entire high-rise. They've got half of it or whatever else. And now, because of COVID, they are allowing more people to work from home. I mean, really out of necessity. And a lot of them are finding out they're just as productive, if not, not more. more productive. And now they're going back and looking at this again where they're saying, you know, this whole structure, this infrastructure that we we're so adamant about people moving to a corporate office or working in a common area because of COVID has really shaped, reshaped their thinking. And now they're like, we don't need these high rises, just like you said. So they're looking to sell these. The problem is, is if everybody else is thinking that same thing, is yeah. this a 
easy sell for these high rises or is it not? Because I don't know how many people that will ever return to their office. And there's so many people that they're, the way they made their living was renting buildings. They were, you know, they own property, real estate, and they rented, like, say a, you had your own business and you needed a, an office space, you would rent a little bitty room from somebody inside yeah, yeah. and then share a conference room. Well, that's just going to go away, and that guy's going to be left holding the bag. What about all of this to where they pass this to where, and, and I agree not evicting someone, but what about the guy that's trying to make the note on that property and he can't evict somebody and he can't make his note? Who's going to help him? It's a mess. I, and I don't know the answer to that. It just sounds yeah, horrible. Yeah, it, it is a mess. Well, think about, have you ever ridden by any of the car lots? For months, I used to think, oh, my gosh, they are really getting hit hard because they can't go out and get any cars or they're not buying any more cars because they're not making enough revenue. Right. But that's not the problem. No, the problem it's not. The problem is they can't get any cars. Yeah. I mean, the car lots... Are empty, and it's like a ghost town. Now, this also leads into other things that we have found out. Uh, a few months back, we needed a freezer. Hours one out, you couldn't find one, and it just didn't ding dong with me of why. Well, they're not made in America anymore. All of our jobs went to these other countries, and they're not working, so we're not getting the products anymore. Yeah, and it, and that's a great point, and it makes us wonder that after we get over this COVID nineteen and quit wearing the mask. If we do a SWOT analysis where we talk about, you know, what are some of the uh, strengths and weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, and I think we would all agree we have been too dependent on other countries yeah. to make products, even medicine. Oh, that is, like, huge. Of You know, back in the 90s, that kind of just went away, and they told us it was going to be the greatest thing. We were going to make more money by giving this to foreign countries. That's not the case. If you cannot provide for your own people out of your own country, there's a huge problem. You think about that. If we get into an argument with another country, they can just cut us off. And the millions of Americans that could die from not getting their medication. I hope when it's all said and done that those folks that have lost their job, and, and I think that's, that's so sad, but I hope there are other opportunities out there that, you know, in the past we've seen, I don't know how much, of, you know, we've, had products being made, you know, from another country. I sure hope that that percentage gets less and less and less, and we are less dependent on them because this should be a wake-up call. Now, if you remember in our area where you and I live, years for years it was people that made socks, it made shirts, blue jeans in our area. All that is just an empty building now that has just gone to waste. And those people lost it. They went to Mexico or China or somewhere those jobs did. It's time to bring those home. It absolutely is, especially when you're talking about that we needed ventilators. And we oh, didn't yeah. Make, we didn't have enough that were making ventilators. And that kind of led into why you had large car companies that said, look, we will help. They'll start making ventilators. Well, guess what? When they're making ventilators, they're not making cars. Here's the flip side is for some of us who have lost jobs, have lost their businesses, that is a different story. But on the other side, and that's why it's one of those things that just, it's very puzzling. you got people that are buying like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. They're buying cars. They're trying to buy the freezer like you're talking about. They are buying, I talked to a friend that had a, um, has a Honda dealership that sells ATVs. Uh Uh-huh. And they sell like, you know, other things like Suzuki and Yamaha and things like that. They cannot keep them in the store. 
And there's a reason for that, isn't it? Yes. And we've all learned uh, to worry because you can't go out and do things like you used to. You're doing more with your family. You're doing more by yourself. And you go out and you buy, that's like lawnmowers and anything to do with gardening has like over the top rocketed during this in sales, during this whole pandemic. Anything that dealt with something that you could do at home has done really well during this. Yes, and we have not talked about one important thing, Scotty. Oh, you better tell me because I'm, I'm not, I can't think of it. What okay. is it? You just hit on it. We're all finding ourselves at home. At least we were a couple of months ago. How many people have better relationships because of spending more time with their spouse and children? And how many of them have been calling their attorney saying, well, i got to get out of this? I just saw a survey this week that said that divorces were up 20% compared to last year at this time. And you take that, this blows me away. I would have never guessed this in a million years. What is the number one state with the most divorces right now? And it's real close to us. Louisiana? Alabama. Is it really? They can't handle one another. And what they're basing this on is people that have been married less than six months that are filing for divorce. You know, they didn't know the person. It's not long-term marriages. It's newlyweds that just couldn't take it being crammed in with that person. Well, did they not think this out that you're saying, you know, what is the saying that you say that uh, when you say your vows that says? Till death do you part. Death does part. And richness. uh for poor, for yeah. poor, how did it go? Well, Do you we remember? Don't know. We've been married too long to remember that. <laughs> Plus, we're too old; we can't remember what our name is. Yeah, because you know it goes into that thing of if somebody gets mad at you, you know it's okay. It is okay. Tomorrow is gonna come. Well, we're not gonna remember it anyway. That's true. Well, yeah, that is interesting, and that, I guess it's kind of sad. But it has this whole COVID nineteen. I think there's not a person out there that's not saying. I am over this. I got kids at home. Yep. Think about, I, I know a lot of people who have young kids. They are struggling trying to figure out how am I working? How am I going to do the virtual learning? How am I going to get them to school? And it's trying times for them. I mean, and here's the interesting thing. Guess what store is booming? Amazon. Well, Amazon <laughs> is booming. Think about the ones that when you're confined with your spouse and things are not going good or your kids are grading on your last nerve. Oh, the liquor store. The liquor store. And that is, they were saying that liquor stores are up by a huge percentage, at least 25%, if not more. And so. That even happened during the Depression. You get depressed, you go drink. Yeah, exactly. Now, we're not promoting that. We're just saying those are the cold facts. So while some businesses have closed their doors, Others are seeing business just flourish. All right. And here's the next question I throw at you, Terry, of, you know, they're working hard to get a vaccine. Are you willing to take that when they come out with it in a three weeks, a month, whatever, and they go, okay, we've sped it up. It's ready to go. Are you going to get that I shot? I know, but what about you? No, I, I will not. I'm going to make sure. I mean, are you scared that you're going to take this vaccine and all of a sudden it's going to have some side effects? And, well, yeah, because, you know. You, and you're going to talk with, well, hey, this is my name, well, Scotty Ray. I will not take that flu shot because everybody that I know has ever taken it gets sick. Now, you're Every, not one of these ones that. Have, I'm not against vaccines, no. Okay. I just know that, like, I'm, go, I'm going off this flu shot thing. Everybody I know that takes it every year goes down and gets it. 
right in the dead of winter. They're just dying at home, about sick, dead. And I ain't doing it. Well, I mean, how long are you going to wait? I'd have to wait, you know, eight months to a year. You're just going to keep being the one that has to wear a mask? Well, I'm just going to stay away from people. I, you know, stay out here in my little corner, mind my own little business. But, I, I mean, I just I don't know that I trust it that quick. You know, something, how many times have you, you know, it's like drinking the Kool-Aid. They pat you in the back, oh, it's good, and it really, really good. And everybody is trying to make a vaccine. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like a mad dash race. And, you know, there's always those rumors out there that some people may have helped start this thing to where they could come up with a vaccine to make millions. Uh, that's just rumor. I ain't got nothing to back that up. Well, I think that at some point you're going to have to trust the vaccine. And I, I know what you're thinking. Do you I, take that flu shot? Yeah, I take the you flu do? shot. You do? Yeah. You get sick every year? No. I think so she's lying, y'all. I'm a testimony of the flu, sh- of the flu <laughs> shot working. But you know what I bet? What? I bet you push O'Angie to go get that uh, vaccine, and you're going to sit back and watch and see how she reacts. I'll let her you? go first. I mean, it could be like the crazy pill, and we don't know it. What are you going to do if she goes crazy on you? <laughs> Leave. <laughs> Make her mama come get her. When it's all said and done, how, how long do you think we're going to be in for this COVID-19? This has rocked our world. Some it, good things that we pointed out and some bad things. Let me guess, the day after the presidential election. I, I it, That's really, I don't know that we can put a timeline on I don't think it's going to be over by December. Uh, by no means do I think at the end of 2020 will it be over. This is going to go on into 2021. Mark my word on this. I don't know who started this thing, but this was, I really feel like this was planted on the United States to hurt us, to take down our economy. Whoever invented this in a lab or wherever it was, and maybe it was China or somebody else, it was let loose on purpose to harm people. And I think that we've got to be aware of our surroundings moving forward. And I think more diseases are coming like this that we've never seen before that people are going to throw at us now. So you might as well get you a zip-up suit. And hazmat suit to go to Lowe's if you need to get anything or Wally World. That's you that's, know it's bad enough because if you ever notice going in the grocery store or going into Lowe's, when the people have masks, it's hard to recognize oh, who yeah. they are. I've walked by several people that I knew and now that's didn't know. A good thing too. <laughs> you get your groceries quicker, and you know, and this is really catapulted thing that uh, like Walmart does and others do. The, the pickup oh, where you awesome. do it online and it's awesome. online sales are just over the top in everything right now. Yeah, and that's why I said it has redefined how we function day to day. You don't know if you're going to end up going back to what you were before. I don't think we will. I mean, I talked to a friend who does pharmaceutical sales and I said, you know, and that, that whole business is based on having those meetings, those face to face meetings. With a physician, and they've said that they're about 60-40 and that they do not see that they will ever be back to 100%, that some of that is based on our, and it will be our dependence on technology. So that's another thing that's really booming now. Think about Zoom. Zoom, I don't know how much money they were making beforehand. It's big now. Oh, it is huge. But, you know, you take what I do. You know, I sell and most of the time, you're not going to make that sale unless you're in front of that person because you're just a name on a piece of paper otherwise. Until you're in front of that person, they can see you and hear what you really got. And 90% of sales has nothing to do with the product. 
it has to do with do they like that person. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And people follow the the person, not the product most of the time. And it's really going to change the way America operates. Now, let me ask you something, Scotty. Put it on me. Since you're not going to get the vaccine mm-hmm. you, anytime soon, are you going to be the one that's going to be wearing the hazmat suit going out uh, trying to get a sale? Well, I might have to just tip somebody to go get it for me. <laughs> you know, and, and speaking of this, I went out. We ate in our first restaurant the very first time since all this began uh, this past weekend. How'd it go? It was perfect. You know, I took my little mask off, and I enjoyed my little chips there while I was eating my Mexican dip, and nobody bothered me. It was it was great. Were you I spaced Six uh, six feet apart? Uh, let's see. It was me and Angie on this side, and another couple was sitting right across from us. So I guess that's two and a half feet. But nobody else was around. But I mean, us. like the table. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The rest of everybody else okay. was, was away. Because it, it was so weird to pull up in the, the place not to be packed where you couldn't get a parking place. You could pull up to the front door. And I was like, whoa, yeah, this is it. not you right. Know, restaurants have to, for them to really survive, they need to have at least 75, 80% capacity at well, all times. The, and now they're only been told that they can have. What, 50% or 20%, whatever it is, and it may vary from state to state. How do they make it? Well, think about the waiter, too. That's, you know, most of them make $2.50 an hour plus tips. And if you're not there to tip them, somebody's going hungry, is is all I got to say. And how do we fix this? I don't know. But I think we're going to end up looking back on this and saying, I hope we look back on this and saying, we got some real changes that we need to make. By no means do we have the answers to America's problems, but we would like for you to try the Southern way. And that's by doing things a little bit slower, being a little bit nicer, and being a little bit more understanding with your neighbor. So when no one is looking, pull your mask down, take a deep breath, and know that America has been tested before. As always, united we will overcome. We hope you enjoyed our podcast and will continue to listen more. We promise to provide stories that intrigue you, provide a little humor, reflect our heritage and culture, whether it's strange and alarming. Please leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. Let us know whether you liked or disliked. Do you have a story to share? If so, we'd like to hear from you. Please email us at comments at secretsfromthesouth.com and provide a brief description of your story along with contact information and we'll be in touch. Until next time, well, you know a secret Well, you've learned that no one can read your lips with a mask on.